Welcome to Expert Views on Alternative Dispute Resolution, a podcast about simplifying ADR in order to attract more and more users to the process. My name is Chinwa Stella Umebolo. I am a PhD law student from the University of Brighton, United Kingdom. So this weekend, I'm delighted to welcome Chika Mada Kolam, a lawyer with over 10 years experience in civil litigation and dispute resolution. She's currently a PhD candidate in sociolegal studies at York University, Toronto. Chika, a very big welcome to you. Thank you so much. It's a great pleasure to be here, Chinwai. All right, thank you for agreeing to um, do this. I'm grateful. So Chika, can you give us an overview or snapshot of arbitration and whether it has any connection to our traditional African method of settling disputes. Okay, Chinwet, thank you for that. Um, I, I must begin to say that um, I must mention the commendable job you're doing putting this podcast together. Thank information you. Information like <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, I was just going to say that the information like this one. Um, this particular episode you provide is essential to the forward movement and dispute resolution yeah. that the world is in today. So it's wonderful that you have this platform to educate people on the options available to them. Well done again. Thank you, Chika. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm just going to try and touch on one of I'm just going to try and touch on one or two things okay. to let your audience know why it's a suitable process as an option and, like you said, um, how is it linked in any way to our um, traditional methods of dispute resolution. Now, um, to start off in answering that question, I'm going to refer to your earlier podcast. I believe that was the first episode. Okay. I need to borrow from that. Okay. Uh, where you <laughs> A general overview of the dispute resolution process, right? Yeah. Um, what is ADR in general? ADR is simply alternatives to litigation. So in previous uh, times, we saw that litigation was the go-to method for a lot of people when it came to dispute resolution. That is, you go before a judge in the courtroom, mm-hmm. you have opposing sides present arguments, you have the judge then decide what the outcome should be. And a lot of the time, a negative connotation was given to this method of dispute resolution. And so over time, it drew questions of what are alternatives to this method? How can we tap into the systemic or even traditional levels of dispute resolution that we have as a system or as a society to forge a better option? than going before a judge mm-hmm. because really that is what ADR is. Yeah. So ADR basically takes the gaps in uh, litigation and I mean we all know that everything has its pros and cons and then what it does is it simply fills those gaps. Yeah. So um, all we're saying here is that parties come together and say let us settle this dispute in a way that is more amicable and more pleasing to all of the parties involved, you know. And um, then touching on arbitration, before I I start to uh, draw the links, arbitration, as we know, is a form of ADR. It's a method of dispute resolution. Yeah. At the most basic level, 
arbitration is a process where both or multiple parties, in some cases, choose a neutral, independent, impartial, neutral decision maker to listen to their sides of the story, as I like to say, or they make their presentation. And then the person gives the binding decision. Yeah. Now, it's important for you to note this because this is where I begin to go into the links between arbitration and our uh, traditional methods of dispute resolution. And this is because arbitration not only has some similarities with litigation, but even as an alternative, it also has similarities with other forms of dispute resolution, such as mediation, negotiation, and um, now drilling down to some things that we can relate with. Yeah. Um, think back to your family setting disputes. Think back to maybe um, times when you hear that uh, relatives are in a squabble, yeah. right? or are having difference of opinions. And then you find that most of the time, they come before an elder to, you know, hear their their their, their um, sides, hear, you know, their 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 perspectives, and then this elder now sits down and says, "Hey, Mazi, who you <laughs> did not do this right? You know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you? You did not do this right. This yeah. is what I believe should be done." You know, or when you bring a land dispute and it's okay, you know what, in the middle of that land, eh, on the right side of the river, yeah. this is what you will take. This is what you will take. Now, um, the funny thing there is this. That person that has um, adjudicated that matter, the person that has presided uh, over that matter, excuse me, that person has been deferred to by the parties. You find that both parties leave, you know, feeling satisfied, feeling heard, feeling like, okay, at least I was able to present my point adequately, you know? Yeah. And then at that point in time, what you don't realize is that arbitration has taken place to some form and measure because that person has presided as an expert over that particular matter that was brought before them. Why? They are either very familiar with native law and custom or they're familiar with how things are run within the um, specific family setting as it relates to their native land or custom. Yeah. You know? Um, another one would be like, um, even in school, bringing it back to, uh, you know, people who maybe have a different life experience. Even in school where you find that students are having issues, most of the time, instead of taking it to your class teacher, who may be um, more more and more lenient towards one person or the other, you find that sometimes it's taken to the counselor, the school counselor, you know, who then will also provide a listening ear yeah. and then speak to the issues of both parties and try to get to a mutually agreed case. So we can see that even to an extent too, we can see even snippets of mediation because in terms of mediation, the only difference is for mediation, uh, does not to be hello hello i can hear you does not what uh, mm. okay. yeah sorry i was saying that in mediation
mediation, because I'm beginning to draw the links and the differences. Yeah. In mediation, you find that the person resolving the dispute does not necessarily have to have a certain level of expertise in terms of the subject matter, but the person has to have an expertise in being able to help both parties reach mutual um, agreements or reach a mutually beneficial place, you know? Yeah. Um, even in negotiation. So um, I'm trying to I'm trying to draw the, the distinction where arbitration differs from mediation, but at the same time I'm also trying to let you know this is how it's similar and this is how we see um, arbitration manifest in our lives. Okay. Um, in some instances where both parties work with the person or the area does that they both agree on, disagree on, they get to the point where they compromise. At that point, we say it's mediation. That's where maybe you go to your father to be able to say, hey, daddy, Chinwe hits me. And then, okay, the both of you, what do you want? You, you want her sweet. You, you want her shed. All right, let's find a way to exchange, you know? So, um, that's mediation. But the main difference when, you, when it comes to arbitration is that Instead of going to a familiar person, the emphasis is laid on a neutral person that is well-versed in that particular issue and can say, this is what all the parties should do and it binds everyone together. So, in saying this, arbitration and litigation, yeah. which has been the foremost method of dispute resolution, are similar to the extent that you get a third party to make the decision. You have to present um, very compelling sides, even though I like to say it's arguments in litigation and it's more like telling your story in yeah. arbitration. But you have to have something before the third party. And whatever decision is reached by that third party, both all the parties involved are bound by it. So, um, yeah, I hope, I hope I've been able to answer that question for you. Oh, yeah, you have. Thank you so much. So, I would, um, in, you know, because you, you listed these uh, advantages, benefits mm -hmm. of um, using um, arbitration and, you know, compare it to um, um, litigation. And then I want yeah. to ask you, why then is um, arbitration being re referenced as the new litigation? You know, what's your take on well, that? No, please go ahead. No, no, that's fine. I just wanted to know what's, what changed. You know, why is it now referred to the new litigation? What's your you know, what's your take on that? Mm, that's a great question. Yeah. So, you see, um, it, would, it would mean that I need to um, revisit the similarities to litigation that arbitration has. Okay. So... Um, Due to the nature of the, the way arbitration is set up, where you find that um, one party may use. I know in dispute resolution, one of the um, foremost things that uh, we always advocate for is the fact that both parties walk away feeling, you know, we've both won. Yeah. We've come to this table, we've left that way. Arbitration does not necessarily always go that way. Okay. Sometimes one of the parties may use because at the end of the day remember that the expert his job his or her job is to say this is what's presented to me um these are the final points and also to say i know the law i know whatever law
I am going to listen, yes, listen to your needs, but I'm also going to reach a decision that, you know, is fair. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is we're all human beings. Yeah. So one person may be feeling it is not fair. Or in some cases where there is already an arbitration agreement in place, the expert is bound by, you know, the terms in that agreement as well. So that's a similarity it has to litigation. Most importantly, and I believe this is the the foremost reason why people say arbitration is just the new litigation. Yeah. I would say two reasons in one are delay and cost. Okay. Now, the truth of the matter is, I will still touch upon it later. Um, there are ways that arbitration does do a better job of managing the time spent and the costs that are um, that are also, you know, dispersed or spent on the process. But we find that uh, sometimes, some of the time, we have situations where one, um, instead of a simple arbitral proceeding, we find that some matters take longer, especially when it comes to some commercial matters yeah. and even non-commercial matters. In okay. It's drags. Hmm. It's, 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 it's not something that, okay, we come to this table today, we've all gotten it done, we've dusted everything and we go home. Yeah. And then in terms of cause, honestly, Choosing an arbitrator, especially when you're getting expertise, mm. it's not cheap. I'm so sorry to say, in that regard, it may not be cheap, especially if you go through certain options like institutions. Oh. Now, this is not to say that you don't have some measure of control in who you pick or how much you spend eventually. You will have that. There is that option. But in some cases, because of the nature of the expertise that is needed, you may have to pay more. Hmm. So um, we all know that um, when it comes to cost, when it comes to delay, these are attributes that we usually say are in litigation. You know, sometimes also um, we need to remember that in terms of win or lose, the parties come to the table with their sides, and not all sides lead directly to compromise. So. That is another thing with, you know, arbitration that is so similar to litigation. Hmm. So, um, I, I hope I've been able to answer that for you. Yeah, you did. You know, you mentioned institution. You know, can you, you know, what are the examples of institution or it bodies? Yeah. So we have a few of them. Um, we have the London Court of International Arbitration. Yeah. Um, for, we also have uh, the International uh, Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, because some people may not know, we actually have the Lagos Court of Arbitration. Oh, yeah. And kind of, yes, it's an institution within the um, uh, International uh, Arbitration Institution as well. Okay. It's, it's, it's actually very, like, highly recognized as a matter of fact hmm. um, these are some institutions that you can go to to help either with the process or with even choosing experts hmm. um, but as I know you're aware you don't necessarily have to go to institutions yeah 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 okay. um, mm-hmm. oh thank you for highlighting um, those um, institutional bodies and you know um, pointing out that uh, parties can 
you know, opt for institutional bodies. And uh, also, I want to add um, on that, you know, one of the choices that parties or potential users must take when they decide to resolve their disputes through arbitration is um, whether they want the arbitration to be administered by an arbitral institution, just like you mentioned, or whether they want the, um, the arbitration to be ad hoc, you know. Yes. So with ad hoc, yeah. there is no administering, administering, Ring institution, so they don't need to pay institutional fees, um, which is way more cheaper than the institutional um, bodies. Yeah. Though the institutional yeah. bodies, they have um, an advantage as well because um, if they render an award, it's um, most likely that um, it's more credible, you know, because mm -hmm. they are it's well established. They have established rules and, you know, international courts and um, international communities, they do recognize it. So it would um, discourage a losing party to challenge mm -hmm. um, the disputes. Um, yeah. and, but the advantages of um, the ad hoc as well is that parties are liberty to choose the venues or mm -hmm. to choose applicable rules. Mm -hmm. Most um, mostly used um, arbitral rules um, for ad hoc is on central rules. So yes. yeah, so that's my own contribution to that. Yeah. So is there any other question from what you said? Okay, yeah. I think okay, yeah. So what do you what why is why is it then a better alternative arbitration to you know to litigation? Because you know. In a, can you just simplify it a bit, you know, more? Because even users are like wondering, potential users, okay, how, why should I opt for this since it's, it's somehow it's costly? So, you know, what would pro propel them to, you know, choose um, arbitration, you know? Yes, I, I think honestly, that's why we're here today. Yeah. <laughs> you can see why this is great for you. So, um, one thing which you actually even touched upon uh, yeah. now is parties have a measure of control over how the process goes. Yeah. So, you are able to come to the table, and this is one key thing or one of the key things arbitration has over a method like litigation. Yeah. You see, if you come to the table and you're able to say, if these are my specific needs, mm -hmm. you can say, we will both choose who exactly will step into this matter because you have confidence in their expertise. You also have confidence that they are totally neutral. That is, that they are independent, they are impartial. So you're not thinking this person may... Um, in fact, they are bound to be neutral. Like, it's part of their, their training, yeah. you know? So, and their commitment towards you. So, you're not thinking to yourself, oh, is this person leaning more to what this my opposing party is saying? And I don't say, sorry, I'm a lawyer by nature, so I always think opposing, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Party, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. What other party you know yeah. you don't want anyone feeling like oh the arbitrator is not on my side the arbitrator doesn't even have enough expertise you know both parties come together to choose the arbitrator or they look to the law to choose an appropriate arbitrator and we already spoke about how you can even go about it without going to institutions now what is key is this yeah Interesting neutral and independent and i know some people someone asked but isn't a judge neutral and independent now 
what you don't realize about judges is this they are neutral and independent right mm -hmm. but there is a limit to what a judge will do in litigation in the sense that the judge has to solely rely on the arguments presented by the lawyers mm. so litigation has a lot of reliance on the lawyers and okay. how well they present a case it's in some cases yes the judge just tries to bring in expert reports you know to come to a decision but at the end of the day, you need to remember that it is only what is presented to the court and it's irrespective of their personal or professional expertise in the matter. Yeah. But when you're dealing with an arbitrator, an arbitrator has to have good knowledge of not only the law, but the finer points of your specific case. Hmm. So you go with uh, a commercial issue, you go with a family issue, it's not just about them doing what is said in the company's act, yeah. you know, the company's the company law act, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's about them being able to understand why is there an issue with this particular point by one party or the other, you know? You need to remember that. So um, just to reinforce, you have a measure of control in how the process goes. Um, another important thing to note is that even though earlier we said that delay and cost is an issue in arbitration. What you're forgetting is this. You can actually save quite some cost when it comes to um, arbitration yeah. because you're not blindsided by any fees. You're not caught unawares by fees. Most um, institutions, even arbitrators, usually have a set fee. So what that means is when you're coming to the process, you are aware of what your costs are. Now, we need to bear in mind that in some litigation um, cases, you find that some cases drag on for years. I mean, even in the Nigerian court system, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Some issues go on and on and on. And what happens eventually is you begin to have all these costs that come up from different places in terms of getting your witnesses, paying your legal fees, you know, um, even refiling some documents at the court. You know, so at the end of the day, you're spending years on an issue where, you know, you may only have to spend a couple of sittings if you were, you know, using arbitration. Because another thing with arbitration is it does have a measure of structure. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, when you're coming to the arbitration table, most of the time you have already set out, like, even if you don't finish your matter in a day, you've already set out, like, sometimes in which or an expected time when this matter will be resolved and in an binding decision which is called an arbitral award given yeah you know yeah so um usually it's it's almost straightforward let me say because it's you 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 get your set time you choose your experts you set the setting um dates in which the final decision should be given final decision is rendered so in some cases, even though earlier we said you may be win or lose, or you can seize the proceedings at any time, just so we know, you can also seize the proceedings at any time. Yeah. I need to make you understand that arbitrators are encouraged to ensure that parties' needs are considered. That is something that you don't really get in litigation. The judge is not out to say, oh, I want the both of you going out of here feeling like we are part of the process. But okay. that's not the judge's job. Yeah. An arbitrator's job is to make sure that when you're leaving that table, even though um, um, you may not get the decision you wanted, you leave feeling, oh, I was part of this process. I was able to, you know, present my case. I was able to say, 
I have confidence in what was said here today. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Most importantly to me, honestly, if I, I live here with nothing else in this, it gives you flexibility yeah. in how yeah. you know things go, how yeah. the arbitrator is chosen, how the proceedings will go. Exactly. You are, yeah, you are the main party in that resolution. You design exactly what you want in the process. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't see that um, you can put a higher value to that. Yeah. I mean, when we are talking about arbitration versus litigation. Yeah. You, you you cannot put a value to that honestly all right thank you so much chica and one final question is is there confidentiality in arbitration oh yes, <laughs> certainly is it's yeah. one of the focal points of arbitration in fact you will find that yeah it's uh, one of the foundations of most um um dispute resolution processes so that people could you know not have any fear of oh can i actually come to this process you know and open my heart exactly you know, because remember these processes encourage transparency mm -hmm. they, they encourage you being open so that all the parties can reach a compromise in good faith exactly so confidentiality is key oh, anything okay. that is said at the arbitration table it's only if parties have agreed to either break that seal or because of uh, uh, subsequent litigation in some cases yeah parties can even still there is even still uh, an obligation to keep most things confidential so please don't go to the table thinking oh Mm -hmm. this is not like open courts yeah because that's what i was about saying that you know litigation yeah. doesn't offer that yeah. except in some cases like you know yes. exceptions yes. there's always an it's exception rare. yeah 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 it's rare but yeah. it, 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 the truth of the matter is when you go to arbitration you should trust that the process is confidential exactly. because how do i come to the table to settle if i mean i feel like tomorrow this is going to against me you know yeah so we, we, we should say that um i don't know if there's any time for me to touch on um something that is very important to me <laughs> i wanted to make sure that it gets across okay you just have um, that, five minutes remaining okay. yeah. I, I will be fast it's just the school because i, I tend to find a lot of people think that arbitration just for commercial matters yeah or labor matters it's yeah. not please and please family disputes any type of familial dispute be can be resolved I, yes, via arbitration. I hmm. Yes, I recommend this. Hmm. Family law, we've come to see, when it goes to the court, seems to be very acrimonious, as okay. a matter of fact. Yeah. But when we come to family law arbitration, remember when I said that the arbitrator is also bound to make sure that all parties feel like they are a part of the process? Yeah. So you tend to find that, I'm not saying this is always what happens because you can't control human beings yeah but a lot of the time the system is committed to making sure that when the both of you walk away you don't walk away as enemies mm -hmm. so i just wanted to yes so it's good that you pointed that out it's good that you pointed that out so you can always you know be continue where you stopped your relationship your business you know unlike yes. litigation where you you know tend to yes. remain enemies you know yes okay yes you can learn to just use 
Yeah. So yes, I highly recommend it. Thank, mm. you. Thank you so much, Chicha. Chica. I'm so <laughs> Thank you very much for providing us with an additional evidence with respect to the benefits of um, why potential users should um, go for arbitration, and also um, how this ADR process is related to our traditional method or similar to our traditional method of settling disputes. Thank you once more. I hope um, uh, with our discussion that that would you nudge know, potential users to opt for ADR. Stay tuned, same time next weekend. Bye-bye.